He keeps himself in trim by bending bars of iron. This bar is the genuine article which we tested before he began to play with it. Beyond the bend. Beyond the bend. All right, Delmar, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. All right, well, I usually ask who was the first person you saw bend a piece of steel? But this is kind of fun one because when I had Don Cummings on, he said you were the first person he saw ever bend a piece of steel. And I'd like to know how you feel about creating that monster. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I, I, re I remember that as well. Uh, Don was, uh, saw him, I think it, it was at one of Gil's uh, events. Yep. And uh, he was just, I was kind of green myself going in there, but you know, I did no bending. And uh, I bent that, you know, I bent a bar for him and uh, apparently it just sent him on his merry way, his, uh, his bending journey. Well, it, <laughs> I don't want to take any credit or anything, but you know, he just, he, he, he's doing awesome. I mean, he just took it and run with it. Oh yeah, no, it's cool. It's yeah, yeah no credit, but just like, being someone's gateway into something is always cool, whatever it is, you know. We all have one. Yeah. So who, who was yours? Who, who, who was the first time you saw someone bend some steel? Uh, you want the long version or the short version? I got nowhere to go. Let's go long. Back in tooth, I've always been kind of a busybody, you know. I, well, now I didn't really busybody. I got to be doing something. You hear me fine? I, I got to be doing something with my hands or uh, I have to occupy my time. Otherwise I go stir crazy. And this is back when I was uh, working 12, 14 hour days, you know, as a machinist. And, uh, I told my wife, I said, uh, I really need to find something to do, you know, to fill my time when I'm not spending time with the family or I'm working. <laughs> I'm going nuts and I go okay I thought I go what 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 did I what what am I interested in you know and uh, besides metalworking and all that I uh I can't find the one thing that I did in high school that I got in trouble for was arm wrestle we used to arm wrestle all the time and we always get paddled for it you know <laughs> and uh so I started you know researching arm wrestling on the on the google and I found that uh Tennessee you know, there's a Tennessee Arm Wrestling Association. I started looking into that, but when I fell into that, I started looking at that on YouTube. I started seeing other little bending videos pop up next to it. I go, what, what the hell is this? And one of them was Paul Knight <clears throat> bending a gold nail. And uh, I wasn't sure what that meant, but I went ahead and clicked on it. And uh, he had a gold nail and doubles just in his front room. And I, me being a machinist and very familiar with metals and just how the hell is this guy doing this? You know, three eights bite, three eights long. It just didn't seem right. And uh, from then on, I went to work and uh, me and the guys at work, we didn't have proper wraps, we didn't have leather, but we did have metal. So what we did, uh, we took paper towels, our shop towels, wrapped them up with a couple layers of duct tape and put them on like some 316 stainless. So, you know, I made a lot of, I worked in metal, medical prototypes. so. We take some scrap bars and you know we bend it and 
hurt our hands and we, you know, eventually it turned out to where I can, I order some Iron Mind pads, looking at other, you know, people's videos and seeing, you know, off of also Bender's Bender's Battlefield going on to there uh, as well and uh, finding out how everybody's been and things. So that's, that's how it started. That and uh, that was the first video I saw, but the ones that really uh, are stuck in my head are like EJ, EJ Livesey, Tommy, and uh, Booyah Bender. Have you ever seen any of his videos? No, no. Uh, Bender, you haven't seen any of his videos? No, not by name name. like that. Mike Hadland, he does, he does some amazing bins. I mean, oh, it's man. just. Uh, you need to look him up. He's got a bunch of videos. I don't think he's been on there for a number of years, but I don't know where he's at now. But oh wow, it feels yeah. really interesting. Oh cool, I'll look that up. Yeah, no, that that hasn't come across all my sifting uh, uh, yet, but uh, definitely seeing a lot of EJ, a lot of Tommy. Hopefully, get yeah. both the guys on the show eventually here. Um, really, really cool. So. What 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 year was that when you started uh, bending the stainless at the shop? Two thousand and twelve. Okay, so yeah, that was like doing that at the same time. So yeah, they both kind of clicked for me. Nice. And then you've so been bending. Go ahead. You've been bending straight through, or did you have some breaks in there? I've had several breaks, but uh, seems like. Uh, you know, uh, Nate Browse, he always seemed to, you know, kind of set me up. Nate Browse kind of, you know, would reach out to me from time to time and kind of get me motivated again, or I'd see him bending on there. And, you know, he's always been a big uh, motivator when it comes to, you know, keeping me and I'm sure a lot of others going. Nice. So just a double overhand guy, or you do some other types of bending too? I've, I've done some DU, not a whole lot, just enough to, I mean, the best DU I've done is like a bastard, but I just, uh, I've done some uh, reverse, not a whole lot of reverse. I just don't like the way it feels. It just, yeah. Uh, it just seems like it just angers my wrist, you know, I'm not really <laughs> a big fan of it, but DU yeah. isn't so bad. Yeah. That's same with me. I find the, for the unbraced reverse to be the most difficult. I don't, doesn't feel strong right away for me. Double underhand feels, feels a bit more strong. Yeah. Feels Hard a bit more natural. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, just earlier today training for the new David Horn steel shredder thing. And uh, I was doing some snapping and I was actually just mixing it up and crushing it double underhand just to get some more reps in you know on my wrists and stuff like that yeah yeah so i've tried to snap and it's it's interesting uh it's just certain i don't know i just feel like my hands are too damn big uh to get in the bar once it's closed yeah i have a hard time actually grabbing it so i don't even have my big yeah i don't have very big hands really and it's difficult to even get them in there with my smaller hands, to be honest. Well, so take me back to when you were a kid. Did you grow up playing sports and stuff like that, or was it just the arm wrestling? I played a lot of youth sports when I was younger. 
but uh, in my teenage years, I had a, a medical issue I did not know about until about, say, 2004. I, shortly after puberty, uh, I started, well, it was such a slow progression. I didn't realize that, you know, I was, I was having issues. Uh, it wasn't until my wife, uh, well, the day before we got married, she sent me to an eye doctor because I was having vision problems. And uh, she wanted me to go to the eye doctor so I can have no issues on our uh, honeymoon. Went to the eye doctor and uh, he told me, he said, you have something pushing up on your optic nerves. You know, your optic nerves crisscross like this from the back of your eyeballs. And he said, there's something pushing up on it because what I didn't realize and what I didn't care about because yeah, that was another issue. I didn't, I didn't care about anything. I, had, I was always cold. I mean, in 90 degree weather, I was cold. But that, that thing pushing up on my optic nerves was a huge brain tumor. It was, uh, I was almost completely blind in this eye and half blind in this eye. And I was, I was such an odd duck, man. man my, uh, my wife chalked it up to me working third shift and I worked a lot of hours in too. So she just thought I was weird because I slept all day. I slept all day because I was exhausted and I was always freezing and I was almost blind. But uh, that's why I didn't play a whole lot of sports in my uh, teenage years. Before that, I played a lot, just like football. And I played uh, like four years of baseball, a year of basketball. And, wow. And uh, I got my life back. That's when I started wanting to get physical again, you know. So I jumped so into arm wrestling for a number of years. Yeah. You were able to make a full recovery with that, huh? For the most part, I still have a little blind spot uh, just from uh, the nerve or from the, the vessel damage. And uh, I take a lot of medication, but it's it's not too bad. I, I, I live a normal life, so. Wow. That's a, that's a blessing. That's unbelievable, man. That is, that is wild. Wow. Um, so you're just, you're coming back off an injury right now, right? Yeah. Uh, i tell you, I, I used to think it was arm wrestling that caused it because, uh, I had a bad issue or a bad habit of going in and not warming up for anything. I didn't warm up for bending. I didn't warm up for arm wrestling. I used to get hurt all the time and just, I used to think I was invincible, you know, before I was 35. And once I hit 35, it's like the invincible uh, feeling went away. <laughs> but uh, I think here, uh, come, here recently, I kind of find out that uh, I'm thinking that I, I have wrist issues. And whenever I was arm wrestling, when somebody would uh, go to top roll me, you know, I was a heavy top roller. Whenever somebody go to top roll me, it felt like my wrist would come out out of sock or like just, it was felt like my damn hand was coming off. And uh, I didn't start feeling that until uh, after I started bending pennies. And I don't know if you call it bending pennies, folding pennies, whatever, whatever the hell anybody wants to call it, but that's, that's what I was doing. I was taking it and I was, you know, folding it up in either paper or uh, some, you know, leather wraps. And then I would just take it and I would squish it between my palms and then pretty much just leg crush it. 
And even when I was doing that, it would hurt my wrist. It didn't feel right, but I really wanted to bet a penny. I was stubborn. You know, you, you see something somebody's doing and you want to do it. Yeah. And uh, now that I, I find that was a mistake for me because uh, whenever I go to leg crush anything now, it really aggravates my wrist. And I think that's why the pennies were what was causing that. I mean, you're putting on it. I don't know if you ever try to bend one, but it is, it, it takes a lot of damn pressure. Yeah, I, I've tried it. I don't think, I don't know if I could even see a, <laughs> any degree of bend in it. I was like putting it on the table and pressing all around it to see if it moved at all. But uh, yeah, man, that is a tough bend. Uh, it's, uh, the guys who can do that, it's incredible. Yeah, and do it injury free. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. That's uh that seems to be the uh balancing act, you know, like with with anything, I guess. It is uh just like being intense about it and and having it be fulfilling but not doing it to the level where you take yourself out of it, you know. Yeah. I had a uh, bad issue with doing that. With, <laughs> with arm wrestling and with bending. Yep. So how many days a week are you bending these days? I have never been a routine guy. Uh, I've tried doing, well, I've tried doing routines, you know, bending and working out as well, but it just seems like I don't make any progress doing it. So I just come out and uh, if I pick up a, a 60 penny spike or something, I go to bend it. And if I feel like shit, I don't bend anymore that day. Yep. If I, uh, I feel pretty decent, you know. I usually try to do a day of rest in between, unless uh, like well, like yesterday, two days ago, I did a cert band, the eight point eight for uh, for Arito. Yeah. And right after that, I did the uh, the GBI one ninety five, and I did like a like a, a bar three eighths, and uh, yesterday I came out and I was working out in the shop. And I already, I had several pre-bent, you know, uh, three-eighths bars. And I was just going to, you know, hit them and do like some uh, ISOs. But it ended up going down. So, I don't know. It's just, if I feel like it, I come out here and do it. But I try to give it a day of rest in between at least one to two days. Two, two to three days if I'm doing a cert. But like I said, it drives me nuts. I mean, if I'm... If I'm sitting in the house or if I'm just, I'm not a big TV watcher, you know, I, I got to be doing something. Yeah. Or if I'm, I'm actually too sore to bend, it drives me nuts. Oh, I just okay. want to get up. It's almost depressing, you know, it feels like I got to be doing something. No, oh, I can relate a lot, man. It's like, I just getting into this so much to the point I've, I've said it before on the show, you know, literally having dreams about bending steel. Like I just, I just like, I enjoy this so much. I find it so interesting. And uh, when I'm too sore or like with my uh, training for this horns competition, I got a bunch of blisters that got cut open on my hand and just like these little setbacks drive me nuts. I can totally relate to what you're saying. Yeah. So let's That's talk about- thing. I to... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, we'll there's a little left little lag on it but uh i was gonna say uh let's talk about some certs so that's uh what are some in the past that you're most proud of and uh what are some ones that you're hoping to take down in the future here 
my favorite cert, uh, I had to say, is a, uh, I don't know why this one just, it really sticks with me. I really like the, I've been a 516 square, it's a seven inch, but just, I don't know why, I, did, I like that, but, you know, better than the, the KO, you know, the KOAB, the COAB. You know, because the COAB, you know, it was, I, you know, you got to admit it, that, that stock was a little bit softer, you know, than, it wasn't the hardest stock out there. And, and, uh, and it kind of, to me, it kind of depreciates the bend. Yeah. It, it was still a hard bend, but it wasn't like, you know, it was, it was bottom of the range go at is what it was. And then, uh, but the 516, that was, that was a good strong bend. And I really enjoyed that one. Uh, there's several others. Uh, Kind of hanging on the board behind me, most of them, and it was the ones that I kept. Yeah. But that eight point eight that I bent the other day, that was a good bend. Had a little struggle with it on the beginning. I don't know, it just didn't feel good in my neck, but then it got going, and that is a springy ass bend. I like it. It was, it was hard, but it was, uh, it wasn't like stupid hard. It, well, it was, but it's hard <laughs> to explain. It was consistent, is what it was. And uh, something that uh, I'd like, well, I'm, I'm working on, uh, I'd like to work on getting that 10 point, I think it's a 10.8 is what it is. It's next on the burrito. Yeah, I think it's 10.9. Yeah. 10.9. It's like a 100 pound jump though. Yeah. So that is, that is quite a jump. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, that I was able to do the A2 and, and cut it down a little bit, but man, I have the 8.8 .8 over there and that's pretty much just my ISO bar for a while. I've laid into that thing with every bit of my being uh, in doubles and there's, there's no movement uh, <laughs> tracking on that thing yet, but we'll uh, keep after it. But yeah, I like Carito's bars and I think it's cool that he's, doing like a cash bounty on the really uh, tough ones. And that's exciting stuff. So how about uh, yeah. any other goals besides the 10-9? Well, uh, I'd like to think I'm going for the gold now. I mean, I got a bunch of eight and three eight stock, but uh, it's, it's a little ways away. I mean, it's, it's a good jump. I mean, that it's just, it's not only, I mean, the strength of the bar, but it's just the kink. The kink is so damn hard because it, the way I, I kink my fingers on the bar and it will bust your damn finger open every time you, I mean, it, it's, it's just terrible. But it's just something that I would love to do eventually. I don't have to be the first, but I would like to eventually do it. That's, that's, that's for me. Yeah, that's cool. How much do you think the uh, additional length, that's just an extremely long bar. I find that even when I just handle it, it just seems awkward. How much do you think the length is uh, some, something difficult with that? It is difficult. Uh, you know, when I first started uh, bending longer stock like that, I couldn't get it under my chin. It was just the weirdest thing. And it's just trying to apply pressure to it. You, you, Every time I step out, I feel, you know, you just feel weaker. Yeah. You know, once you get you get closer in, I mean, you're, the floor's going to have more strength. But it's just, 
that that length does not help it does not help its case it's still a it's a very hard bend but Definitely. you know once like everybody says once you kink it you know it, it goes down a lot easier after that it's still hard but the kink is the killer yeah you you've you've done done one or uh, there's one on youtube you did doubles right yeah let me tell you doubles on that thing i i hate doubles i do them you know but i hate the way they feel they just do not feel comfortable to me i'd much rather bend in singles uh but you know they're uh i guess they're necessary to get the bigger bars you know uh I did do one in doubles. Well, I've done a, a bunch of them in doubles, but it's uh, going from that to singles, man, it's a world of difference. Doubles, you get the nice cushy comfort on the end of the bars. You know, you're not damaging your fingers too much. Singles, I mean, it's all, it's damn near feels like you're on a fulcrum right there. Well, the way I feel, because my hands take up the entire damn width of the wrap. So, you know, your fingers are on there. And it, Oh man, it hurts like hell. What is it that you like about singles more? Just the challenge, or do do you actually like having a better feel, like contact with the bar? Kind of like that. It hurts like hell. Oddly <laughs> <laughs> enough, I mean, it just it just feels like you're doing something. Uh, I don't know. It just it's just more impressive to me. Yeah, it's just me personally. Those big bends on doubles and stuff are great too, but just to me personally, I I like the the bigger singles bends yeah and uh it just kind of puts it kind of puts you on the same page because you know if a guy's been in iron mind packs the next guy he's been in iron mind packs you know it's something to compare yeah it's like almost one-to-one it's not really one-to-one because your bars might be very you know but it's more one-to-one than the devils i think yeah yeah that makes sense how about like uh, you ever play around with just like a single iron mind and just ro roll it up right in the middle like that? Yeah, I, I think I've done a bastard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did a, yeah, I got it on the board, I believe, a bastard behind me. I did a bastard in a single. The other night I wrapped up one of those A2 bolts after I did the 8.8 uh, .8 and the uh, 195 and the 3.8. I cut one down to five and a half. Yeah. It got to about right there, and then that shit started hurting, man. I, <laughs> I had to throw it on the ground. I was like, uh-uh, I ain't doing this tonight. That hurt. <laughs> and that was just in, in a single iron mine wrap? Yeah, that was a single. Wow. It was a, it was a five and a half, and yeah, I actually got it over here somewhere. It's, it's in my bending thing. That might be the shortest A2 in a single, I think. I think Don did a six-inch maybe in a single. I don't know if anyone's yeah. done a five and a half yet. I think, uh, I think, how you say it, Jan or Yan? Yeah, Jan. Jan. Jan, I think he's did a six inch. Uh, yeah, I think that's why I cut it down to five and a half, just to see if I can do it. Yeah, that's cool. Done, but man, it's just, that wasn't the night. That wasn't the night for it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's, whew, that sounds painful. <laughs> So how about the days that you're, uh, you are stuck and you're recovering, do you do anything for recovery or do you just rest? Well, recovery, I, uh, if, if my, if 
I'd say my whole upper body is sore or my shoulders are sore. I like to take Epsom salt baths and uh, just like, you know, like if my hands are sore, I don't really do anything with my hands unless they're sore. But I do, you know, I like to take a rubber band or several rubber bands, put it around there and just do extensors. Or I have a jug over there that I fill with uh, bent steel and, you know, I just do some extensor work. And yeah. I might do some uh, just body weight squats and just get my blood flowing and stuff. And, and I got a big old wad of putty that I squish around. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk the uh, mental side of bending because uh, you know this is like one of those things where it's it's like I don't know if it's mental or if it's technique or what it is, but there's certainly like I think when I had Robert Najedli on, he was talking about neurokinetic strength, something he, uh, he was explaining to me. But it's like it's hard to say whether it's like that I know, I now know the technique to bend, like, cause if you were to hand me a, even just like a 60 penny before I knew how to do it and had some reps into it, you know, um, I wouldn't be able to do it. But the fact, I think there's also some mental aspect of just believing that you can do it. So I'd I always like to hear about just like the mental games people play with themselves, like, or if it's not mental at all for you. You gotta want something and you gotta let yourself have it. Uh, I know in the beginning, it's whenever you reach a certain, it's, it's almost like a diameter game for me. Like if I can bend a certain diameter, it's like, okay, I can bend that diameter all day long. I mean, even if I can't bend that, you know, particular material in that diameter, I know it can be done. And uh, once I hit that, you know, it's, it's, it's in my head and I know I can do it. Uh, I've never been the kind of person that can psych myself up before a bend. I've tried, Lord knows I've tried. I just, I just can't do it. I mean, I'm just the kind of guy that just gets out there and I, I bend like I arm wrestle, you know, I just get up there and push my glasses up and just go, you know, just dump over or I just, I just take my deep breaths and just rip it, rip it, you know, I just, it's like, it's already there in me now. Now that I've been doing it for so long, I just know that I can, and it's no longer that much of a mental game. Unless yeah. I grab something new like horseshoe and them damn things, oh my God. <laughs> those are uh, those are a mental game. Yeah. Because I, I, haven't, I haven't really bent, I've only bent like two full bends of a horseshoe. And, uh, those are still a pain in the ass and I'm still dealing with those. But. Yeah, that's, you know, what I loved uh, when I had David Wigren on, he spoke in particular about the horseshoes. He had something he called chaos factor. And I, I just love that term. And it's just like, there's so much going on there. There's so many different angles, you know, like your counter pressure, your bracing and pushing, you know, and it's like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and I like that. And I also like doing horseshoes as well. Yeah, I, was, uh, uh, I think Don's been inspiring me more a lot here lately. Uh, I've been seeing the stuff he's doing. And uh, I've been trying, you know, a few other things just, uh, just to see if I like them or not, more or less. I mean, snapping's interesting, but I just, I feel really limited on it, you know, for the most yeah. part. 
I've been uh, getting a kick out of some of the mid-length bars, man. I think the hardest, probably the hardest thing I've done yet was uh, uh, five eighths cut down to twenty-six inches. I think, man, yeah. that thing. <laughs> like, there was a lot of hours down here, like just stuck at this one and uh, this one position. And talk about some mental games. The the other morning I went and I cut one one inch longer and completed that one and then went back and completed the one I was stalled out at. It's just like, just that, just doing that one that gave me the confidence to go finish the other one. It was crazy. Like, but I've been liking doing that stuff and uh, doing a lot of snapping lately, but that's something I love about the, you know, I say it a lot, but it's worth, worth talking about with the guys. It's just like within steel bending, there's so many different things you can do it's it just keeps it very interesting for me yeah and if you yeah, taken... go ahead if you're good at one thing like you know like yourself it's cool to see you stepping out and trying something like horseshoes and a little snapping you know that's like i like that it's you want to be like a i'm a jujitsu guy so it's like you want to be a white belt at something you know yeah, and uh, I've been enjoying the podcast because uh, I've been listening to these other guys, and you know I've been mainly one-dimensional. You know, this double overhand, <laughs> double overhand, was just to throw some, uh, you know, some, I guess, some variation into my into the mix. Uh, I've been trying to. Well, I've been listening to David Horn. He's been, you know, I think it was him. I know he said it, I believe, and somebody else said it. You know, it, it's. If you do like 10, if you break 10 wimpy nails, it it's better than uh, like breaking one heavy one or something like that. I don't know exactly what the saying was, but I, I tried that one night. I just grabbed a bunch of little twisted timber ties and, you know, I was bending them behind my head and I come back down on my knee and I would open them back up and then, you know, just trying to do something different. Yeah. I tell you what, bending behind your head, I don't know if you ever tried that. That's <laughs> That's different. That's that's fun, but it's a uh, it's a little challenging, especially yep. with like a around six penny. But I'm I'm gonna have to try that. I think I tried tearing a deck of cheap cards behind my head. I didn't I didn't get very far with it, but uh, I can't. Someone told the story of Brookfield driving down the driving down the road and doing a nail like that <laughs> on the show. I can't remember who it was now. That's that's a that's cool story. I think that's why I uh, tried that. I wanted to try it, and uh, it'd be cool to get a red nail like that. Just yeah. start to finish. I mean, I've been in sixty penny rounds back there. I mean, I, I know a red nail. It's it's definitely possible. Wow, that would be cool. <laughs> Let me know if you're gonna do that. I wanna <laughs> promote It'll that. Be on one. video. I'm sure. Yeah. How about let's talk about. Uh, Functional strength, farm strength, uh, all the old man strength, all the types of strength people talk about. That's not necessarily like gym strength. You know, that's something I like to talk to the people I have on about because it's certainly what I feel like is being developed when you're when you're bending. You know, it's like I don't know if it's just development of tendon strength or what's your take on that. I think there's carryover to a lot of stuff. I mean, I feel just from doing bending alone, I started bending and arm wrestling at the same time. I started out arm wrestling and uh, 
guys that were half my size were just demolishing me. Uh, shortly after that, well, this is something else I do for uh, recovery. I take uh, BCA, BCAAs, branch chain amino acids. I just that really helps me uh, bounce back. Oh. Uh, far as uh, my strength, you know, and kind of gives me. I guess it gives you some energy or whatever too. But it. it I started taking that at the beginning because these guys were just constantly holding me back, holding me back. Well, after a while, you know, doing steel bending and doing arm wrestling, you know, twice a week and doing my, you know, I started my uh, BCAAs and after about a month, you know, doing that, you know, and, and a lot of arm wrestling before that and steel bending before that, I started coming back and all of a sudden they just couldn't break my wrist back anymore. I mean, and I jumped up pretty quick in the arm wrestling, you know, uh, I did fairly well in it. Uh, I got to a point to where, uh, you know, I beat the, it surprised the hell out of me. I just went to a tournament one day. It was my very first pro tournament. And I beat the number one guy in Tennessee, left-handed. He's a super heavyweight guy. Well, I beat him. And then, uh, you know, I was, I did that for a while and uh, I lost it. And then I went back and beat an even bigger guy. I mean, it was, you know, so I had that just for a little while, you know, and it's, but I attribute a lot of that to my steel bending, like my wrist. I mean, I didn't have naturally strong wrist or anything, but hell, I could still take a 10 pound sledge, you know, do a coin lift and just hold it parallel off the floor. I mean, I, I don't train that. I, I trained it very little in the past, but more or less it's like okay i find out i've been finding out a lot of things that i can just do and i don't think that's you know all natural ability i think that's coming from you know stemming from that or uh, the steel bending and probably some of the other silly shit i do but mainly that and just like i heard michael rogowski say on the one i watched uh, today he said something like, yeah, you just feel like you can just tear anything up, you know? Well, he said something along the lines of that. I do. Whenever I throw shit away, I destroy it. I mean, I get my feel out of it. I mean, I work, uh, whenever I get catalogs at work or somebody else gets a catalog, I mean, that one of them's hanging behind me on the wall. <laughs> it's a big old fat tool catalog. I mean, I just, I work on that damn thing until it's dead and I throw it in the recycling bin, you know, or that's, I think there's a lot of carryover with still building. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I'm trying to get more more grapplers into it because I feel like you know in in jujitsu and other grappling sports, the your grip is everything, and like not a lot of people train in jujitsu train strict grip. Yeah, they might like uh, throw a gi over a pull up bar and do some pull ups or something like that, but there's just a whole world here uh, within grip and bending where. I feel like you can develop some insane strength. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, I was wanting to sign up for uh, to do jujitsu for a while. I was actually going to start, but the place that you know they changed their schedule, and I don't know. I was working a lot, and I'm going to school, and it just the time is not right for me. You know, and it's something I always wanted to do. You know, after I became normalized again, I guess. <laughs> but. Uh, I just never got into it. My son, my daughter did it for a little while, but they changed their schedule and you know, yep. I couldn't make it there anymore. So 
Well, you'd love it. I mean, just from the little bit talking to you and the type of guy I can tell that you are, you'd, you'd be there every day. It's like a uh, unsolvable puzzle that uh, never stops being hard in a good way. It's, I miss it so much. I, I'm not back to training yet here in New York, but uh, thank God for steel bending because it's kept me sane relatively since uh, March. <laughs> How about uh, other grip stuff? You mentioned a little sledge work. Do you really do too much grip stuff or is it just uh, mostly the arm wrestling and bended? Well, I, don't, I haven't done arm wrestling in several years just because of my whole wrist issue. Uh, when the last, I went to a practice in Arkansas and that was, ever since then I decided, you know, I just, I'm not doing any good. I'm probably just gonna end up hurting myself even more, you know, just, I mean, once, once they pull it, you know, one good time. I mean, I'm hurt the rest of the day. I mean, it 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 was seriously just hurt, and I just said, uh, you know, I just gave up. And at that point, I gave up everything, and I said, you know, I just I don't think I can do anything anymore. I went and seen an ortho, an ortho doctor, and uh, he said he couldn't. You know, he did X-rays on my wrist and. He didn't see anything, you know, he didn't wow. see anything that he could help. And he uh, sent me to the, the ortho PT next door, you know, and we did the putty stuff and we did some other things, you know, and it really didn't help. But uh, I just, I just got to the point to where I wasn't doing anything. I sold all my weights. I bought, you know, my other hobby. I you now filled up my shop full of that and, uh, but now I, I don't have any weights or blobs or anything like that now. But I do have a whole crap load of steel bin and stuff. And honestly, just from steel bin and when I start when I jump back into it, there was there was several nights that were just almost sleepless. I mean, my wrist, my hands, my fingers felt like they were gonna pop some nights. I mean, I was just like, Oh my god, I don't know if I wanna continue with this. This has gotta get better. Oh, it, it got better. It definitely got better and I think my wrists I still have you know little issues with them but it's not so bad it's not as bad as you know it was when I was arm wrestling but it, it's they stay always a little uncomfortable but it's I can work past it and I think the steel bending honestly might be helping me by strengthening you know my hands and you know my ligaments and whatnot so nice well what's the other hobby just out of curiosity the woodwork and stuff Woodworking. I I like anything you can do with your hands. I mean, hell, I did blacksmithing for a little while. I mean, crochet. I mean, <laughs> pretty much anything. I mean, I, I just like creating. I grew up uh, in an arts and crafts house. My mom, she always had me doing something. Helping her cook. You know, we'd go to the arts. We'd always go to the craft store, you know, get items. And we'd always be making stuff. You know, and I'm, I'm just, my wife will tell you, I'm the seamstress of the house. I mean, I do all that, that, that girly stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. We did. My parents are both pretty artistic and, and musical, but we, we were, there was definitely a good amount of like uh, crafts and, and art going on in my house growing up along with a lot of music playing uh my dad was is a musician actually i put up a post the other day the uh the last uh 
the outro song for all the episodes is my dad, Jack Christensen. So look him up on Spotify and uh, listen to his album. Um, but uh, yeah, that's cool. You know, that's, that's good stuff. And it's, I try to do a good amount of drawing and stuff with my kid, uh, my son, my older son, who's nine, just because I feel like kids now aren't really, they're just like so glued to video games and everything else. I'm not saying anything world breaking here. It's, uh, but that's cool. Don't go uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, it's kind of terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We're reach, we've reached the point of the show that I call the medley. So it's rapid fire series of questions. You ready to go? I'm ready. All right. Favorite thing to bend? Cold roll, most likely. Well, uh, actually, uh, Gil sent me some uh gil goodman sent me some uh, aluminum a while back some three eighths and then some seven sixteenths if you haven't been aluminum you ought to try it it's it's fun <laughs> i haven't the three eighths the three eighths was relatively easy the seven sixteenths that was a little harder <laughs> oh yeah yeah what was hard about it was it like the kink was easy and then the crush was hard or was it was the whole thing. It was just, it was, it was consistent. The three eights was consistent too, but it was like, you know, it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't very hard. It was, it's probably easier than bending brass. Yeah. You know, one step lower, but, uh, the, the seven sixteenths, it was, it was, it, it was a considerable difference. I mean, wow. I wrapped it up in singles and it just, yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I had to put doubles on it, and it still took uh, several sessions to get it. Cool. That's cool. I'm going to try that. All right. Hardest thing to bend for you? I think, uh, well, the hardest thing is any the, the things that I have mental blocks about. They're uh, like wrenches. I don't bend wrenches. Like uh, between your legs, yeah, I find that fine, but uh, I had a three-eighths wrench one time and I was bending it underneath my neck snap it broke right in half and stuck me in both sides of my neck it didn't like go in yeah but it scared shit out of me and uh I just don't I don't like bending wrenches and uh bolts I kind of I'm leery about those as well but I'm I'm getting better about bolts I mean they're I think it kind of holds me back somewhat, whatever I'm, I'm bending them. I don't want to put like all my power into it. So that's, that's a mental game I do have to deal with. Because of the snapping factor with bolts as well. Yeah. I broke one, uh, I think a week or two ago, it broke off with the threads. I had an inch and a half of it in the wraps, but it still broke off right at the threads. Oh, and, uh, it came up and it had some little funky sharp edge on it. Uh, now I have a six inch edge in the bolt, the bend, so. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see, strongest bending style for you? It'd be D.O. Yeah. And we kind of covered this, but weakest style? Weakest style. Yeah, I guess that would be reverse, I mean, the best I ever did reverse was I like wobble the red. 
uh, beyond that, I didn't really do it too much. I, you know, I played around a little bit, but I never really got into it. Yep. All right. Something outside of uh, training, bending, strength in general that you enjoy. That be the woodworking, or you want to name something else? Woodworking. That's my. Uh, that's my number one outside time with my family. But uh, ever since the whole Corona thing went down, uh, me and my little boy, we found something new to do together to get actually get him out of the house because he's a artsy kid too. I cool. mean, he will draw all day long if you let him. And uh, he, we enjoy going disc golfing. Oh, nice. And, uh, and geocaching. Yeah. You're familiar with geocaching. Yeah. I am. I when I was like in my. I don't know, like 16 or 17, I got a pretty primitive GPS thing and I uh, was doing a bunch of geocaching actually before everybody had GPS on their cell phone, but it was just kind of like made hiking a little more fun, you know? <laughs> How old's your yeah. son? He's 10. Nice. Yep. My son's nine. What, what's his name? Grayson. Shout out Grayson. Oh, that's my, that's my nephew's uh, name. My sister's the older son. All right. What's the one bend that's got away so far? I, I, I have several, but the one that uh, there's one that I can get and there's one that I can't get. Uh, the one that I can't get is uh, back in 2012 when I started, I found the Bender's Battlefield. And that was that was just badass. I mean, well, actually, there's one of them hanging on the board behind me. I finished it in the. Uh, like a little bit after the time limit. I got three, okay? I got three. <laughs> One of them is a 6.35.01 that I did in Ironmind Pads. And I think, uh, I believe it was a one-minute time limit you had for Bender's, Bender's Battlefield. And uh, it was, it came in just right above. And uh, so I didn't submit it. And it just kind of pissed me off, you know, because I back then I, I had a hard time finding material. And uh, I actually got several pieces from uh, Mike Sharkey. And uh, I don't think he's really doing the bending thing anymore. But back then, you know, he was chasing the red nail and stuff. But that nail got away from me. I wanted to, that would have put me up the list, uh, up near the top. And that was... That was pretty good. That would have been a pretty good bend for me. Uh, the bend that I really wanted that I cannot get, that I, you know, it's just they don't do it anymore. It was a, you ever heard of a battle bar? Yeah. That's, I wanted the battle bar. I mean, I was working up towards it. I mean, I was, I had, you know, either had a bend, a, a sex of bastard, or an edge in, in singles to qualify for this bar. Wow. I mean, I was right there. I was right there on the cusp of it. I mean, I was bending, you know, the sex of bastard. I wasn't finishing it, you know, I guess, in the time limit, but uh, I was I was right there on it. And uh, that's about the time when Bender's Battlefield shut down. And uh, I really wanted that battle bar, you know, because that was the big thing back then. <laughs> I mean, the battle bar, it, was, it wasn't as hard to bend as the sex of bastard or the agent. agent. But it was, uh, I think it was around, rated around 500 pounds to piece of 01. But still, I mean, that's, I really wanted that. Uh, the bar that I can get, uh, that's another gold bar I'd like to get, 
is uh, I was I was just outside of the damn range of it, you know, finishing on time limit. Uh, the czar, I wanted the czar. I had some of those, and uh, I needed to order some more actually because I, I, that one got away from me. Nice. I shouldn't have let it get away from me. <laughs> have you checked out um, the challenge dude or the challenge guy bars, the JT Strausser's uh, stuff? I, I feel like that's right up your alley. I think it's single Kodora Benz. He's got like two or three, two or three out. I don't think they're really hard bars. Well, they're they're probably hard bars, but I don't think. What do they go up to? Like five sixteenths. Yeah, I think it's like a five sixteenth stainless, and then something else. I'm not sure. I could picture the roster. It's Tommy, Ian, Gill, and then someone I'm forgetting. Uh, Stan, something. I can't remember. There's not too many people on it yet. It looks pretty cool. I don't know where you would order it. Is it just called the Challenge Guy or Challenge Dude? Yeah, I'll send you the link. It's uh, I, I hope I'm talking to JT. He's hopefully he's going to come on one of these days. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's I'll send you the link. It hasn't been publicized that much yet, but I think it's going to going to grow because I I think they're you know uh, tougher than a red nail, uh, similar size. I think it comes in a whole package with all the bars and uh, and the wraps too. So it seems like. Just think, thinking single Kodora, that's, a, that's something that you, you'd be interested in. Yeah, definitely. All right. Who's the strongest person you know? All right, I know several of those guys, too. Uh, <laughs> one guy that you guys won't know, I mean, there's uh, a guy I used to arm wrestle with, uh, Nathan Cook. He, uh, he's a farmhand, and let me tell you, this guy, he is just – he looks strong. I mean, <laughs> and he, he is farm strong. After arm wrestling practice, we would go and uh, we would go to his like a uh, place where he had like, I don't know what you call it. It's like a big covered building where they were, you know, put the tractors after they used them or whatever. And there was this big, like 600 pounds solid chunk of steel just off of a tractor laying on the ground, right? And it, was, it wasn't really user-friendly at all. <laughs> but what you would, he would just go over there and just get his fingertips under the damn thing with one hand and pick it up off the ground. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, that made me want to go over there and try it. So, you know, and he wanted me to try it. So he made it look easy. I got it. Just barely off the ground, but I hurt my damn self doing it. I mean, it might have been with two hands, but it was it was not easy. But this guy was he, – he probably still is. I hadn't seen him in a while, but he is strong. Wow. Uh, another guy uh, uh, that I met up at uh, one of Gill's events, and then again, I believe at another of Gill's events, Tim Fox. Do you know Tim Fox? No, I don't think I've heard that name yet. I think it's old time uh, storytelling. He's a strong man. Okay. But he's also a cop. He knows jujitsu, or he did used to do jujitsu. That cool. guy looks strong too. Let me tell you, he is. <laughs> uh, we would go to the competition, Gil's competition, have all his implements and stuff laid out after you know after we did our 
uh, the events and stuff. <laughs> and he was, he was just picking some shit up and just making it look like he, it was unreal. I mean, he just, he was blowing everybody away. I mean, but he was, he's a nicest damn guy. Both of those guys are just awesome. Nicest guys you can be. Another guy, the last guy, he is just totally unassuming, right? I mean, there's a lot of guys in the grip sport that look like just regular guys, you know? I don't know. You ever met John McCarter? No, that sounds familiar, though, too. He's he's not a huge guy. I mean, he's just average height. But, I mean, he just looks like a regular guy, but he's, like, setting hub world records and squashing, like, 180-pound grippers. And, I mean, <laughs> the guy is just – everything he touches, he's, he's good at. I swear – one competition uh, is a vending competition we had. I think it was SJ4 uh, at, at Nate Browse's house. We had a vending competition. I think uh, I think he bent a red nail, and I think he said he's never tried to bend one. He just bent one. <laughs> and he, he just the guy is strong as shit, and he just all this grip stuff he's doing, and he's he was unreal watching him. It was fun watching him. Wow. That's cool. That's real cool. All right. How about the best piece of advice you were ever given? This could be about bending or just about life in general. I got two. All right. <laughs> I follow my trend of, of more and more. No, that's good. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch DuckTales a lot. And something Scrooge McDuck's happy used to say to him was work smarter, not harder right? And that's when Scrooge McDuck was on a, on a bicycle and he'd wrap an inner tube around it and he was shoveling coal into the fireplace, you know, and that just, that just stuck with me. I mean, to this day, you know, and I tell my kids all the time, work smarter, not harder. You can pretty much apply that to anything. I mean, you want to work hard in some instances, but, you know, it's a smart way to do it, right? You don't want to, you, you just don't want to, it's, it's, it's easy logic. I mean, work smarter, not harder, right? My second one is uh, something my dad kind of, you know, just pretty much beat into me, you know, in my head, you know. Uh, it's just uh, honesty is the best policy, you know. You just, it's just so much better being honest about everything. I mean, if, if you're full of shit, people are going to know you're full of shit. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, there's been several instances. I've, I have crashed a machine before, right? And I, I have wrecked the machine. What I didn't realize is my boss covered for me. Well, I told him the truth. My manager came in the next morning. I told him the truth. Nothing happened to me. Yeah. Later on, my boss came up to me. He goes, hey, boy, I, I covered for you. I'm like, well, I mean, I didn't ask you to. Yeah. I mean, it's harder to cover up your ass all the time than, and actually just tell the truth one time and be done with it. Yeah. You know. That's good stuff. Yeah, the work smarter, not harder. That sounds like uh, a lot of machinists I've uh, worked with and known. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got to, especially in that field, you got to work smarter, not harder because uh, you just, anything you can save time, you know, adds money to the part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Money in your pockets. 
And how about the funniest reaction a person has had when they find out you spend your time bending things in half? Uh, again, I got several. <laughs> the other day, it was, it was like a week or two ago, I was bending something. I think I was bending some 60 pennies behind my head. And it's, I'm telling you, it's an awkward motion. Uh, my little boy was sitting, I was doing it in the front room, just sitting on the couch. And my little boy was sitting there. At one point, I go, ow. You know, like that, my hands were hurting or something. I did something, or I, I don't know what I did. He goes, he looked at me, just looked, just looked real serious, and goes, I think you should stop that. <laughs> like, no, buddy, you know I ain't going to stop this. But, uh -oh. I'm here, sorry. And uh, another, uh, another time, uh, a lady at my last job, she saw what I could do, and she told me that I can register my hands as deadly weapons. <laughs> I was uh, I started believing her because she said <laughs> she said she knew somebody that had their hands registered as deadly weapons. I was like, really? I don't know. I mean, even though you feel like uh, like if you got a hold of somebody, I mean, you can rip a damn limb off or something. I mean, it's just that's just that the empowering feeling you get, you know, from doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Being around martial arts for so long, there's always like. No one ever gave me a concrete answer, but there was always like, oh, if you're, if you're this belt and this art, you got to register your hands or something like, I don't think there's any truth to it at all, but uh, it's kind of a cool concept. <laughs> all right. In closing, who's someone you'd like to see me have on the show? Well, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody said it not yet, but uh, Nate Browse, have you, uh, you familiar with Nate? He's that a great guy. Familiar. I wonder if Gil said that name because it sounds super familiar, but uh, I haven't reached out to him. I'll, I'll, if you could put me in contact, I would definitely like to have him on. Okay. He's a, uh, I mean, he's, I like to think of him as an ambassador, you know, to a lot of areas of group sport, you know, uh, he just, he's a great guy. I mean, just, cool. he's the kind of guy that will just, if he knows your heart's in it, he'll help you out, you know. That's great. Uh, another guy, EJ Livesey. Oh, yeah, EJ, EJ's coming yeah. on. We're, we're just – it's just a scheduling issue, but he's hes in, and uh, I've, I've talked to him a whole bunch. Even before I started the podcast, I think maybe Jaden sent me some videos of EJ that helped me out a lot, and I just tracked him down on Instagram and said thanks or whatever. So he's coming on. I'm looking forward to that one. He is the most fun person to watch bend. Just oh, because, yeah. Well, he'll he'll stop in the middle of a bend and chalk his feet, you know. That way he's not slipping around on his floor. And yeah. He's just – you watch him rap, you know. And, you know, most guys are going over there. Like, hell, even myself, I chalk, you know. I usually chalk both sides of the rap, and then I, you know, roll it up. I make sure I get it real tight, you know. Well – he doesn't chalk his wraps. I mean, I don't think he likes chalk on his wraps too much. He does whatever ends up on him, it ends up on him. But then he just rolls them up. It doesn't look like he's doing any kind of, you know, he's not doing any kind of special procedure to make sure they're super tight. And they're just, they're cheesecloth. I mean, the guy has just been in big steel in these little, like, crappy wraps that aren't even really tight. And it's just amazing. I mean, that's the best, the best bend I've seen is him doing a big grade eight 
in like some uh, Bender's Battlefield raps. Man, it's just, that's that's amazing to me. But uh, my last guy, I, I, Mike Hadlin, the Booyah Bender. Okay. Yeah, you, you got to look him up, man. He's, I will. He's insane. He doesn't he doesn't look like a very big guy, but he looks like he just looks stout, you know. Yeah. And I don't know where he is, or I don't think he has an account anymore on Facebook, or but if there's any way to get a hold of him, I'd be interested. To, uh, I've always wanted to see, you know, something from him. Interesting. His technique, in and whatnot. Cool. Yeah, he hasn't come up yet. Uh, that's cool. I'm going to look him up for sure. How about uh, tips and advice for beginners? Warm up. Definitely warm up. And uh, I've heard this before. People say this. It's a, uh, what do they say? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. I mean, you definitely don't want to just, I screwed up a lot by going in there and just, I would come home from work pissed off or whatever. I would wrap up a bar and just give it hell, you know, and just zero to a hundred right away. And then, then, you know, like a couple hours later, I'd feel a big knot on my back. I had to roll it out or something, but it, I, many times I got to the point to where I just, I stifled myself. I couldn't bend for a while, but you know, warm up is definitely my big uh, thing. That and uh, yeah, I just, don't beat your hands bloody. I mean, I'm trying not to do it to me. I mean, I pop up little blisters and stuff, but I want to bend in two days. I don't want to sit yeah. on the sidelines. And I don't have to tape up my hands every time. Just putting tape on your hands sucks. I mean, I, I don't like the feeling of it. It's, yeah. It feels like whenever I bend, I put tape around my index finger. It feels like my damn finger is going to pop yeah. whenever I put a finger on it. I so. just made a little uh, protector thing for this like gash I got. Uh, I took a sock and cut a hole in it and then wrapped that in duct tape. And that's what I <laughs> slide over the mid part of my hand when I've been training the last couple of days. It's, it feels weird. But. Yeah. All right. Where can people find you if you want people, uh, if you don't mind people reaching out to you, uh, social media accounts and stuff, do, do your woodworking ones too. Yeah. I have a woodworking slash bending web or a Facebook or Instagram page, uh, Acro Mega Woodworks, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And then, uh, I have Delmar Carter on Facebook. I mean, find me there. Cool. That's any of social media I have. Any events, brands, or gear you want to shout out? Definitely Barrel Strength, uh, Gills Brand, Barrel Strength Systems, uh, FBBC, Fat Bastard. I mean, they supply a lot of the steel I have. So, I mean, keep them in business. I mean, definitely keep all these guys in business. I mean, just uh, Cannon Power Works. If you want some red nails or some uh, iron mine pads and cheap shipping, go yep. with them. Yeah, I just ordered some pads from them. Yeah, I mean, it, I just bought two sets of pads uh, the other day, and they're already on their way to me. I mean, I think I bought them. Yeah, I bought them yesterday, and uh, yeah, I've already got a shipping confirmation that they're on the way, and the shipping wasn't very much at all, and the pads were like five bucks a pair. I mean, 
Nice. Yeah, I wish he. I wish he sold more like gold nails, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say in closing, Delmar? No, I believe I'm good, and I, I really thank you for having me on here. Uh, it's 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 a good way to keep the bending scene alive. Uh, I noticed. Seems like when I go on the grip board, you know, it, it was it was alive and well, you know, like months before that. But then after I got on there, it's like it died off again. I don't know what happened. Oh yeah, I think everybody's me or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate it, and uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Cody. Thank you. Mm -hmm.